0: Hey guys, welcome to the Cross Purpose. Um, I'm your host Benjamin, and as always, I have with me the one and only Michael Teddy Fernandez. And because I couldn't find anyone else, I still have this guy Ashok. Uh, so hi guys. Hey. Hey there. It's been a while. So, this is where I usually ask you guys how it's going and, you know, all that sort of thing, but uh, the world is on fire.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't some places,
1: quite literally. Yeah. Quite <laughs> literally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I think, uh, you know, the thing that's on everyone's minds at the moment worldwide is that, you know, the the, the, the pheno- phenomenon that's happening in the United States and that's expanded all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, everything that happened from the George Floyd incident. And I think there were some other incidents before that also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's basically been taking the world by storm. And uh, we're feeling the effects of it here in India. And we're seeing it uh, go across the world, London and Paris, uh, you know, all these places. Yeah. It's 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 a strange uh, phenomenon, I mean, especially in this year with all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, personally, I wasn't so worried until this started happening. <laughs> yeah. All the uh, pandemic and all the uh, earthquake and fire and flood and everything, it's still okay. Till we 2020 start is an interesting year. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess maybe uh, we'll spend some time talking about that because... The question here, and that's what we do here in our podcast, is uh, try to figure out where the gospel fits into this. Try to figure out how we as Christians are supposed to see, how we're supposed to you know, ingest this information that we are getting, how we're supposed to understand it, how we're supposed to make sense of it in our worldview, and how we're supposed to react to it, because that's what we are being called to do. We're being called to speak up. Uh, silence is no longer acceptable is the mantra that's going on yeah and yeah. Uh, you know
1: what do you yeah. guys
0: think what's happening
1: right b- before you know just before we begin you know having you know you, having heard all the kind of discussions over the topic and what's been happening everywhere over the years in fact uh, i think this is like this is probably a podcast where you know we we have few viewers at this point maybe all of them will stop <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is like a topic that can cause all five of, of them yeah <laughs> all, all three of them <laughs> yeah. that, that can cause oh, that, you kind this? A, <laughs> that kind of a reaction but uh I, I think we should start by saying that um i think every individual in the world is entitled to an opinion You know, we all see the world through the lenses of our own eyes. We may have differing perspectives. We may have uh, differing worldviews. We may come from different uh, backgrounds. And hence, we may have different baggages. Uh, The point is that everybody is entitled to look at what is happening and have a take on it and have a, a rational thought on it. And of course, not everybody is right. A lot of people are wrong. Some people are right. Uh, the point is, uh, if we silence the opinions, then we're not having a conversation. And I think that's where we should start by encouraging everybody. I think we, when we try to talk about this kind of an issue, we're not trying to solve anything. We're just trying to talk. We're just trying to converse. We're just trying to bring perspectives so we can have engaging discussions. And those discussions can grow and we can have more podcasts on it. We can have more discussions on it. So that there will be more clarity on it. And I want to start with that by saying that listen to people who might offend you. Uh, and, but they might have something to say that's useful. So I, I think that's a caution mm-hmm. I want to give everybody when we start start those kind of discussions. Especially on something this, uh, you know, quite a flaming topic
0: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. angers
1: people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I also listened to quite a bit of
0: uh, differing uh, people on both sides or not both sides, there are no two sides I can't say there's two sides there's so many uh, different opinions um, yeah. but yeah it's important to listen it's important to um, form your opinion not based on uh, who is the loudest
2: speaker but based on a rational uh, you know, yeah. view yeah you guys sound rather wet down though because of all the fire and the earth is that the reason why <laughs> yeah i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm very weary
2: yeah i understand the uh, whole thing and i think uh, one of the things is that uh, people are no longer able to dip, uh, you know um, differentiate between sentiments and ideologies sentiments and ideologies people can't quite separate it so uh, for example i'll i'll tell you uh, if you go to anyone in a village side and ask him, uh, do you uh, anyone who hold, who's a you know card holding member of a socialist party ask him what is socialism? Uh, he's not going to talk about goods or uh, you know he's not going to talk talk about free market or trade or anything. He would tell you, well, it's about it's it's about caring for the poor. P- poor, it is about uh, welfare and all that. But but that's those are just virtues, right? That is not the definition of what it is. That those are supposed to be uh, the supposedly the end goals of that worldview. So I think uh, many times the reason why uh, there's a lot of people getting offended when uh, anything is raised against a movement or uh, hashtag such as Black Lives Matter is because uh, the proposition in itself is true. Uh, no, none of us, I mean, uh, hopefully most of us wouldn't, uh, you know, oppose the fact that Black Lives Matter, like every other life, these lives matter. And uh, so, uh, but uh, for many people, this is new. They're not familiar with what this thing is. I, for one, have been following this movement and, or even uh, everything that's been associated with this for I, I don't know for years now, and uh, uh, been and kind of familiar. Yeah. Let's with, let's, ta- like, let's
0: talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about what it is actually. What yeah. it is. That's what's the issue here, uh, before
2: we move on. Yeah. So um, uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> uh. We they throw out a lot of words, which is true. We need uh, the Black Lives Matter, and indeed it does matter. And uh, I think uh, as Christians, we are obligated to fight for social justice the way Bible defines it. Right. Uh, but the, the the second that we start uh, fighting for these causes and all these things uh, in a non biblical manner or uh, persuaded by reasons that are not non biblical, that gets. Uh, problematic now people would wonder what do i mean non-biblical reasons i mean uh, if back, black people are suffering because of racism and such things isn't it uh isn't it a wrong thing yeah of course it is a wrong thing uh, but then there's more to it when you're talking about something like uh, black lives matter there is a lot of uh, philosophy behind it what the uh, organization believes in and what it believes about systematic systemic racism and all those things so is uh, it an
0: organization or is it a-
2: yeah, it's a organization started by three women, actually. Three uh, women of color. And uh, it's been there for around a while. I mean, it's rather famous right now, but BLM has there, been there for a, uh, more than a while. And... Uh, Uh, Yeah, so the the underlying philosophy of of this movement is things such as intersectionality, critical race theory, and a lot of Marxist ideologies, basically. Uh, So what propels them to fight this cause uh, uh, is not necessarily a biblical reason of social justice, or uh, 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 people like Rashtuni would say uh, neutrality is a myth, but not even neutral reason uh, for fighting this. There are other ideologies behind it so um i would say yeah, the... I mean,
0: nothing is neutral that you fight for yeah there is nothing <laughs> but uh, yeah but okay so we have the uh, the incident that you know flared up yeah. everything which is the george floyd incident yeah which is we've seen the videos or photos yeah ridiculous
1: incident yeah uh, a,
0: a police officer standing on someone's or yes. kneeling on someone's yes. neck until See, I,
1: I i have a problem it. with every person standing there even the people shooting the video yeah. i mean Somebody should have tackled the police officer. Got him shot, it's fine. But somebody should have done it. at that.
0: I mean, yeah, okay. So that's again places where people will differ. So I saw there was yeah. one person who at, at least tried to do something. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how much would you dare to... Yeah, tackle I mean, you're you you are scared. He's a police officer. There are police officers around him with guns. So, yeah, yeah So that is true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the incident that uh, started all this, uh, at least in in the view of people who are not following the movement mm-hmm. until this point yeah. it's george floyd and then they come to find out that there were incidents before this yeah and then all all, the, all of this happens and you know it's it's words like systemic racism and all those words get thrown around yeah. and uh, you know a, a flaring up of emotion and which that's that's what's happening at this moment so yeah. when you say ideologies of, you know, Marxist ideologies that have been in mm-hmm. place for a long time and an organization that has been working for a long time, mm-hmm. is, yeah. that, is that what what's happening now? Or is it uh, more, you know, real uh, response to something that is a real problem? Because it's an obvious, if you see the video, you're angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, 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 you're sure that something's wrong here. Yeah. yeah right and there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. but yeah I, everything that follows it then becomes confusing because you know is this a right response to it? Right. that's where the yeah. whole discussion is like
1: I, I think uh, one thing we have to remember is that uh, you know when you look back in history, Mm-hmm. And you've had those great movements that have begun and uh, you know succeeded achieving great things. If, if it was ending slavery, if it was fighting against uh, uh, colored injustices like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. did and all that, you have a face to the movement. At some point, you've, get, you've got a face to the movement. And that face oftentimes clarifies the ideologies and the specificities of what they are aiming for and what they are not aiming for here. You don't have a face here. You just have organizations and a random rough idea. Some, you know, someone writes a book on the so-called woke or social justice movement, and then you've got a lot of people following it. And so the point here is, I think we have to take back, there'll be a lot of implications. There will be agenda. uh, There will be political agenda, there will be a social agenda there will be a cultural agenda there you know there will be an economic agenda and so there will be so many voices that seem to come under one banner with a lot of agendas
0: yeah.
1: and you might find some of them being reasonable in what they are asking for and a lot of them not being reasonable and i so i have a huge issue of putting an a, a single umbrella under it right and saying that Over social it, justice it, is <laughs> social justice is good i mean yeah. social justice i mean who's going to question that but suddenly we have definitions for social justice that's coming out from every place that we can't really keep track of what people mean yeah. by that anymore mm-hmm. right and uh, so i think the 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 thing we must understand is there are a lot of people with a lot of agendas behind this and the george floyd incident has caused an opportunity for all those agendas. Now, there are agendas, like I said, that are good, healthy, and must be pursued, and we must support. But there are a lot of agendas that are just wrong, that are just not true, right? So, I, see, for me, a movement must be judged by its outcome, right? Um, you know, when, when 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 we look at our Indian history, you know, when... when uh, we went through the non-violent movement and and the whole thing. There was there was an incident at one point of time where violence broke out, right? And when violence broke out, what we know Gandhi did is he he pulled back. He went into full fasting, and he didn't continue, right? The face of the movement set a tone, and he just moved back and said, "No, I I can't." In fact, if I remember, they lit an entire police station on fire, and that was enough. The civil disobedience or whatever that movement, gone. He's stopped. He's going into fasting unto death if people don't stop. You don't have that here, right? And the issue here, therefore, is simply that you look at the outcome, you know, they're torching buildings. uh, But
0: then, if you you say, I mean, if you talk like that, it sounds like you're saying um, the problem is real, but as long as there isn't a face, it doesn't deserve to be or it's not no, properly it's probably on the covid
1: masks
2: I don't see the
1: no I think the, I think the problem is real and the reason we don't have a, a common understanding of the problem is because of these agendas yeah. there is a play of politics mm-hmm. here and I mm-hmm. don't just mean at a political level I mean at all those levels yeah. we would have heard a common standpoint if 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 they united for that one purpose Mm. But you hear so much of these agendas coming in simply because of that. I'm not saying a face is necessary, but I'm saying a face helped in all the... Whichever movement was able to clarify what they're doing, was able to succeed because people understood this is what it meant and they understood what they stood for. Mm. And uh, here you've got them burning up local businesses, Mm. looting... I don't know at that point so, yeah, so you uh, black have the police
2: woman was shot to death recently shot so, to oh,
1: death yeah. uh, recently she was yeah. young she's in her 20s late 20s i think uh, it's a really
2: so, young very
1: young she's shot to death by the black community the point is if if that's the outcome of the movement i think the movement should say hmm like we did for the lockdown. Let's just lock everything down. Everybody stop. Uh,
2: just to clarify that, uh, wouldn't say by the black community, a person again, right? Uh, with uh, confused agendas and things, even within uh, right. uh, that so, movement,
1: right? Right. So I, I would say, looking at the amount of violence and damage that's happening, yeah. somehow the justice movement has begun. Let's break the justice system mm-hmm. to demand for justice. Yeah. And it no longer makes sense. This is eye for an eye. Yeah, and it's just anarchy. This is not the way you, you go yeah. about. It. I think it was uh, President Obama who wrote along this thing, you know, trying to call for a neutrality into these things by saying violence is not the solution. We must have a a, a discussion. And but in America, it's polarized at this point, right? There's, they clearly have a political issue. They clearly have an economic issue. They clearly have a social issue it's all over the place
2: yeah
0: uh, but we from uh, india i think i think that uh, you know yeah political economic and all this stuff but uh, you know ashok was made that a small statement in between about that it's not the black community it's a black individual yeah i think uh, like you're saying that there is a political problem there is an economic problem there is an individual problem here. yes so i mean there's that that word for systemic racism that's going on. i don't I really don't know enough about the politics to make a stand on that. But I don't know how far that is true to say that the system is somehow against racism. Because I've tried looking at some videos about people talking about, see, this proves systemic racism exists. And it's not very persuasive because it seems like it just exists because of people who are in power. So it seems to exist in a, a news media outlet because of the people who are there being racist. Yeah, It seems to exist in businesses because the people who are at the top are racist. So it yeah. seems to be an individual, it seems to narrow down to a bunch of people who are at the root of it, um, some kind of racist. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I mean, for me, even the, even the word racist is starting to become very blurred. I can't understand, you know, at what point someone can be called a yeah. racist.
2: So yeah. I think uh, even with that, as uh, th- that's something that we have to think about, as just the Christian community in many ways completely missed out on a movement called postmodernism uh, that emerged, and a lot of things that happened as a result. I think Ravi has also uh, mentions this thing when he went for a tour to a you know particular i think uh, a, a liberal college or something where uh, the building. The build, yeah, a building was built uh, by a postmodern uh, architect or something based on uh, no, post-modern it is it architecture. Was,
0: it's called the postmodern building
2: oh it's, it was called the postmodern building and uh, he was given a tour of the building and said how nothing really makes sense in the uh, you know building because everything is relative everything is pointless kind of your a, a gnp uh, uh, how the architecture is not really structured, right? It's not... Yeah, what
0: he, what he said is basically <laughs> yeah. Um, postmodernism means that there's no reason or
1: purpose for anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why should the building have any purpose? Yeah, yeah. so let's, it is a... Let's com- build stairs that go nowhere, pillars that hold no thing. And, <laughs> yeah,
2: so complete uh, 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 rejection of objective truth, right? That's what happens there. And a uh, just, you know, not just asked the question, if did they do the same thing with the foundations as well? And I think uh, the whole movement, uh, what has happened is uh, even we uh, believers, Christians, have kind of um, forgotten that there is a thing such as an objective truth. We have to look and, uh, you know... um, dig down and find the meaning of the words and all those kinds of things. So that's what I was earlier saying that uh, uh, you hear virtues and you think, Oh, these are Christian virtues. Oh, justice seems like a Christian virtue. Oh, of course, black lives uh, matter. My scripture says that all lives matter. Right. So I should be behind that moment. Uh, so, uh, but what we have forgotten is that o- over the last uh, a couple of few decades, people have actively changed the meaning of the words. Right, the meanings have changed for the yeah. words. People mean different things when they say the uh, same thing. Uh, you know, do you guys remember when the first? Uh, I remember uh, kind of clearly that uh, during the time when the first, first in the beginning, when the word homophobia was, uh, you know, started coming into the picture, and all the Christians were saying, "Hey, we are not homophobes. We do not uh, dislike people within our our own uh, uh, of our own gender or anything like that. Doesn't make sense. That's not what we are doing." But somehow we are bought into that word now. Now everybody is comfortable with the new meaning of the word homophobe. Somehow over the years, we just bought into it eventually and we let it happen. So, yeah. So uh, that's what uh, I, I think uh, uh, that's somehow related to Benji's question. What was yeah, it? Right. No, I agree <laughs> they, completely. You know, yeah, Benji's yeah.
1: question about, you know, how, uh, at what point is someone a racist? Like yeah, someone, yeah. someone is a homophobe today uh-huh. if he says homosexuality is wrong, yeah, yeah. which is just insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right you, 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 that, at that point I, I would say you are my my thought of you, you, you don't you don't <laughs> want to hear my thoughts uh, right so if you are a rational person if you are a person who is reasonable who wants to have healthy argumentation you have to hear the counter perspective yeah. you have to speak to people who disagree with you mm-hmm. and maybe we may never agree right and uh, disagreement does not mean hatred uh, disagreement does not mean I hate you. Disagreement means that I disagree with you. Yeah. I disagree with your premise or, or your worldview. Yeah, And I think that's something we must cultivate. I think this generation is, is a generation that an entitled. Our generation is a generation that is entitled. Secular people, you know, you've heard the talks by uh, this man named Simon Sinek. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he talks about, I mean, this is a secular guy coming from a secular perspective, just talking so... Honestly, why do you have people like Jordan Peterson? Why do you have people like Ben Shapiro? Where are they coming out from? They're just guys being just honest. Hey, if we're going to have an honest conversation, we have to realize that it doesn't happen by name-calling. It doesn't happen by uh, suppressing opposing opinions. It has to be open. And yeah, so so when you want to suppress opposing voices, you, you make words such as homophobia and you restructure the meaning of words, you force down the agenda you force down the narrative till people buy into it and that's how you build what you want to build right so the, the the problem with all such moves that people make is if you're going to fight for equality by opposing the other voice you're not fighting for equality you're fighting to be dominant yeah like you're, right? you're fighting for to be
0: some of the privilege
1: Yeah. Privilege. Give me the privilege. So you have the privilege. Give me the privilege. Instead of saying, no, let's both come down to the same, same perspective. So I I think Benji, you're absolutely right. When you say you don't know when, at what point somebody becomes a racist. And so if we don't have a clear definition of racism, then everything is racist, right? Everything (laughs) becomes a racist perspective. Everything becomes homophobia. Everything Mm -hmm. becomes, so we need to be able to identify that. And I think
0: that song is going through my head
1: right now. Everything is racist. <laughs> so, I think, I think we have to understand that racism means to have uh, a prejudice against someone of a different color uh, without cause to look down upon them as if they're lesser human beings, as if they don't. Deserve so to get
2: of an inferior race, inferior uh, an adjective race. attached to their race,
1: right? Yeah. Right. And so just because of their color, we don't want to be their friends. Just yeah. because of their color, we don't want to want yeah. them to um, have the same opportunities. That would be racism. And like Benji said, the issue is individual and not just a community issue. Yeah. We have, as a world, made great strides against racism. Right. The, the America, is, Black Lives Matter has become a movement that is so huge and so many things happening today there. I mean, the president they had before was a black president. You, a few years back, that could not be imagined in, in America. Yeah. But that became so there is progress. And and, and I think the issue here is uh there will be races across the world and i you know to if 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 any of our american friends are listening to this uh, i want them to know whether they are white or black <laughs> they all travel to india expecting to see huts they all travel to india and they land here and they go you you have cars <laughs> <laughs> right yes. and that and we none of us go racist we don't do that right we recognize there is an ignorance. We recognize that that's what that's the narrative they're used to. They don't know. They need to be educated. They come, they see, they're mm-hmm. educated, right, and all of those kind of things. And so, uh, the, the the to all you know to all our friends or to all the people listening to us, I think what we want to start addressing with the topic, and I know we won't cover all of it, is to say that racism is real, mm-hmm. and we as Indians know it well when we travel everywhere abroad uh you know within or within attempt a, to travel uh, <laughs> 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 just to get a yes. visa to come to yeah. the u.s is a struggle yeah. but the point is um I, we we don't you know we, we don't start just uh by fighting for equal rights in uh by by looting stores by yeah. uh Screaming, none of that. Or jump
2: behind the first hashtag that we see, right? right. That might be propositionally true, but we have right. no idea what's the moment uh, right.
1: behind it or ideology. And, and yeah. so I think I, I think to have a reasonable understanding is to say racism is real. It's there yeah. across the globe, not just in America. It's there in India. Yeah. It's everywhere, and it has to be fought against. It has mm-hmm. to be spoken against. You see a person being a racist, you have to stand up and you have to speak yeah. absolutely but when you come to the point where you say it is a systemic problem because the the systems of the world are racist that's where we're going to have a lot of disagreements because at what point like we said at what point do you become a racist similarly at what point does a system become racist right Uh, a system uh, it is very different
0: you would have thought the system would be racist if it had the words uh, if this person is a black man <laughs> or these laws apply to black men or yeah, you yeah. would have thought that was the definition of racist. but yeah, I'm assuming there are no laws like that. I right. hope. there uh, were there were right there were, laws and and were segregation politic. laws and everything yeah. yeah.
1: there were mm-hmm. you know there no no same toilets in America, no same blinking yeah. water taps and all of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that's been it's been crossed. Mm-hmm. And it is being crossed all the more as it keeps going. And I think we are making progress. What's happening is not progress. W- w- the widespread effect or the impact that's happening right now is not progress. Yeah. I can I would stand side by side with the slogan Black Lives Matter. But when you look at the overall picture of what's happening it doesn't seem a battle I want to fight right at this moment it's not a battle I want to fight because it just means a whole lot of things that I'm not trying to say or I'm not trying to agree with and I think that should bring us bring us squarely down uh, when you think of system systemic racism what does it mean and then with both what does race mean what does systemic racism mean what does the bible have to say
2: I mean, uh, even uh, Proverbs 5, evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Uh, so, if we are the ones who understand it completely, those who seek the Lord, I, I would imagine we uh, are not probably to go behind the movements that were not sought by people who would not understand the Lord completely. And see, that's just uh, one thing that I was thinking along those lines as also uh, there are, there are, uh, as mike was talking about there is much progress when it comes to racial uh, you know racial reconciliation and how people uh, see each other and all for years uh, but then there are people in power who do not want you to believe that it is important for some people to sustain that these things should not be uh, uh, you know brought like that into the life so uh, i was talking about this uh, uh, just uh, before the podcast also how if there is a department uh, and that department's work is to make sure that the homeless people are fed and all those kinds of things, then if that department has to sustain and the people and the employees have to get salary, they have to make sure that homeless people exist on the world, right? Okay. Their very job is to provide for the homeless, but the second that the homeless people stops, cease existing, they should never be victorious in their work. If they become victorious in their work, they cease existing, right? Okay. So when we politically look at a lot of things, it is important for many people that racism continues, right? Uh, those kinds of, at least even if it, it, that progress should not be brought forward, but you have to go back, dig up things and uh, pit people against people. And human beings uh, who suffer in between this and who have uh, tragic things happen in their lives become mere pawns in the hands of these people, or these uh, so-called structures of power or, or, or whatever it may be. I think that that's one important thing that we have to see. And at least we uh, look at the scripture, there is a sense in which uh, social justice is an an outflow of the gospel, providing for the widows and uh, loving your neighbor and standing up for one another and Christian unity and uh, uh, carrying one another's burdens, like it says in Romans 12. Everything is a result of the gospel truth that's in us. So that should be our motivation. And uh, that's how we do things. Yeah,
1: From a pastoral perspective, or even from within a church context, you know, the way you fight racism is by preaching the gospel and in the gospel of jesus christ there is no race there is no concept of fight over color right it's 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 all it is it, it, there is no if, if there is ever a, a, a fight that you can relate to it is it is a fight between the jews and the greeks the 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 fight between jew and gentile is what you see in the bible because jews felt they were more privileged mm-hmm. because through them came the law through them they are the yeah. chosen people of god and sons of and, Abraham. and jesus jesus paul everybody what's the message in christ there is neither jew nor greek
0: yeah
1: right in fact paul's way of tackling that fight in the book of romans is is by saying even before you came to be in christ Jew you know, or Greek, there's no distinction between you two. You are all sinners, right? He says there's no distinction. You are all worthless sinners, and uh, the the so biblically when you look at it, there is no sense in which there is a division in the basis of ethnicity. There is no division in the basis of race. We are all one people under God. There are just believers and unbelievers. That's the only distinction there is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think. In a, from a church perspective, we must teach and preach that. We must teach and preach that people are equal. See, we have that kind of division, not only, so in India, you would find it's not only on a social construct, In, in I mean, on a, on a race construct, it is also on an economic income construct. In America, you could have people, you could have a plumber come in uh, for worship service and you could have, An engineer comes in for worship service and there is a dignity of work that both are given right based on the work they do in India you could have a plumber who is a poor man nowadays plumbers are make quite a bit of money but consider a plumber or, or, or or a man who sells fish in the market right who's who's poor who walks into church next to an engineer who's making a lot of money you will find uh, uh, looking down upon the dignity of this man's job his work where he comes from yeah. you will see in our church one thing we do is when we partake of the Lord's table we have one cup that's passed along and we are, we are small in number we get to do that but the reason we stuck to that even though at times you know it, it got uh, difficult just managing it we continued with it simply because we wanted to tell everybody here's you know if a poor person comes you're going to share the cup with that person right and we're going to fight so there are ways i think we should teach people to come so in india we face it not only in the front of race i'm saying india because we know india right so we know our, so it's not just race it's caste it's it's income um, we do have color of right skin, we, we, yes. we, we, we're neither white nor black and still we have a problem with the, we the, have the shades color, of the right? brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have problem with the shades of brown you know yeah. so the, the issues to solving this is simply by telling the gospel, preaching the gospel of Jesus that under Christ, we are all equal. Now, we might go out of, you know, like we might take a huge leap in terms of serving uh, a certain person or a certain community that might struggle at a period of time. And, you know, let's assume there is a black community in our church who is struggling. We might go out of our way to assist them, help them. And that's a godly thing to do. But I think what the social justice movement has created is that it has created a victim mentality or a victim culture that every victim feels entitled to special treatment. Every And, and everybody gets to decide if they are a victim or not. And what they don't understand is we are all victims one way or another. And if we play that card, I think pastors can play that card (laughs) quite a bit by saying, you know, we're pastoring everybody. Nobody's pastoring us. And that's a victim card that I can use. But the point is, um, if we we have to find a solution, we have to start preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel um, and not necessarily start with slogans or hashtagging. We we'll start with the gospel. So it, for me to Christians, my message is simple. You want to fight for social justice and you're not part of a local church. It doesn't make sense to me because you're not doing anything at that point, right? You're, you're jumping steps just to achieve that. Don't do that. Go be part of a local church. There are steps. There are things that are important. The gospel must drive you to do the things you do. It's not the other way around. Yeah right? You don't use gospel as an ideology to help you. The gospel is not not just an ideology. The gospel is truth. It is it is God's power at work in us through the power of the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Yeah. That's God at work. And when that produces actions, it produces holy and righteous actions. Yeah. And not just a fight of ideologies. So. Yep. Holy and righteous actions.
0: That's a you know, good enough tagline for it. Because I think that's the uh, opposite of what we see. Yeah, uh, when it comes to looting and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think uh, we're talking about rather than. I mean, there is no Bible at the center of the movement. It's not. We don't assume that. Yeah. But even in the terms of fighting for dignity or fighting for justice, yeah. uh, even in those terms, what they are doing is the opposite of it. So it's it's. It's anger it's it's hate
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's revenge yeah uh, that's the moment so like you were saying black lives do matter as all lives matter as uh, talked about in the Bible yeah and I want to be uh, associated with that idea mm-hmm. but uh, not with what the moment yeah is I mean visibly what the moment is or what think, we can yeah. see.
1: And the ideologies behind the movement that seems to be springing forth and saying, this is what it is. So we'll get into those words maybe in another podcast, but when when social justice words such as intersectionality and mm-hmm. critical race theory and yeah. the concepts of white privilege and the solutions of white privilege are all coming out of theories that are not biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, when he came to earth, came into a community of people that wanted freedom from Roman rule. He came to a community of people who thought Jesus is the next king who's gonna drive them away from that and then you know conquer the world. He did not, he said, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He didn't fight the social justice wars that people expected him to fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? But he was all, he is just, he is the author of justice. And he expects yes. justice to play itself out. But there, there was a way in which God wanted to achieve it. So I don't, I don't buy into the narrative that God is achieving it through Black Lives Matter because of the situation. I've also been hearing people say, you know, don't say all lives matter because the black community is going through a crisis. We're just trying to show emphasis. And I want to come alongside them and I say, you know, I agree. Black Lives Matter. You don't want me to redact that? Fine. Black Lives Matter but considering the outcome that's happening in America and the world watching what's happening, Mm -hmm. Christians, I don't see how you can support the outcome. You have to get up and say, this is wrong. We are going to stop till you stop the violence till you stop these attacks. So we can have healthier conversations and stop blocking people on Twitter and have all of those kind of things happening just because there's someone who comes up and says, Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't think this is a systemic issue and that's what you're seeing right now. Someone is coming along inside and saying I'm looking at the system I don't see systemic racism and suddenly they are uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they are racist. Right? So, the redefinition of words and all of that. So, I think we have to come back to the Bible.
2: Yeah, so probably say that we should get our uh, we should uh, get our purpose and intent and all those things mission and vision and everything from the Bible and not from uh, you know Trevor Noah show or anything like that that's out there on the YouTube so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and I think in our upcoming podcast we can maybe go through some strong biblical portions Yeah, and carry yeah. it through. and then it's a conversation I think we can keep yeah I
2: think even uh, people like Neil Shenmue um, is an apologist who's been doing excellent work in this uh, whole field he's an apologist who's also a chemist a homeschooling chemist that's what he calls himself and he is uh, he has been of great help to a lot of people right now because Here's a man who has been working on the, these terms, critical race theory, intersectionality and all. And in U.S., suddenly when this whole BLM movement and everything started, uh, pastors are confused. What are these terms? What, how, how do I uh, feed my church? And uh, yeah, one of the pastors from U.S. got in touch with me and just recently uh, it suggested him uh, this book by Neil Shamy and he was sending it out to all his congregants and everything. So yeah, he's one person to look. Uh, into, uh, when it comes to the resources concerning, uh, you know, black ice and everything. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. So I think we're running out of time. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> close it here. But I think I like that, uh, last, you know, where we ended up on that topic. Look, I, I think the core, um, apart from everything that we talked about, the core action item or the core, uh, you know, what do we do with this, uh, Simply comes down to yeah, simply comes down to putting the gospel out there. Yeah. Point one. And second is that reaction to it, which is serving. I think serving is a great um, I saw it in a few videos here and there of some certain people saying that that is the thing that actually made a difference in the end. Because white people serving, like you were saying, people who are privileged, recognizing the privilege and uh, you know, serving others to bring them up in one sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then even within the black community itself, I heard a few instances of where people are struggling. People are having difficulty with the police, with the many different issues that are happening. Uh, and when they, you know, figure out that they can serve each other in certain capacities, that mm-hmm. seems to suddenly uplift the whole situation, and it suddenly erases. The anger and the hatred and all those different aspects. Of it. Yeah. So I found that to be a, a great point uh, at which we can, you know, uh, nail nail it down as an action or, or something that we Actually, do, yeah. mm-hmm. something that we do with this whole uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll close with that, um, and we will pick this up in a upcoming video, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's been a while. We've been, you know, quite busy. Uh, finding it difficult to keep. Uh, since lockdown is being slowly uh, lifted, I think yeah. we are finding less time to do this. But yeah, yeah, we should we should uh, keep going at it for the three or four people who are listening. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, let's uh, close. Yeah. Um, with sure. a prayer, uh, one of you will
2: pray. Ashok? Yeah. yeah, sure. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Christ Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for all the discussions we could have. Father, we pray, O Lord, that uh, everything that we spoke about, o Father, we pray that uh, you would use it, O Lord Jesus, for building the church, O Lord and uh, for convicting uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, O oh Lord. We, fa- uh, we pray, O oh Father, uh, lead us and guide us, O oh Lord, according to your word and your truth, O oh Lord, Jesus, that we would be people who take into the scriptures, O oh Lord, Jesus, to find treasures in it, oh Lord, Jesus, and uh, and that we take every decision in our life, oh Lord, every step in our life uh, based on what you give us, O oh Lord, Jesus. We pray, O oh Lord, uh, bless us all, bless the podcast, O oh Lord, Jesus, bless the ministry, oh Father, and bless everyone who listens to it. Uh, we pray, O oh Lord, that you would give us grace to continue doing this and to continue bless people, uh, continuing to uh, bless people. We pray all this in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.